All right. Hey, guys, what's up? It's John Nelson, and you're listening to the Starting Block Podcast. We apparently have some audio issues, and we're just going to skip the intro music today and kind of get right to it. But, uh, yeah, guys, this is the Starting Block Podcast. Uh, If you're new, we appreciate you joining the show. Here is how we operate. We are slightly different than your standard podcast, all right? We actually have multiple shows within the show, all right? Now, the first type of episode you'll hear from us, that's where my co-host and I, Chris Scarborough. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. This is uh, the first episode is a Q&A where Chris and I will take the uh, questions you guys submit to us about athletic training, rehab, the neuro voodoo stuff, um, nutrition, anything you guys want to know in the field of athletic performance, and we'll tackle that. Um, Chris, where can they submit the questions? Info at startingblockpodcast.com. So that is first episode. The second type, which is also the uh, another biweekly episode, is going to be our guest interview. And that is essentially like every other podcast on the planet. That's where we're going to bring in our friends and colleagues from across the country, across the globe. They're going to share their stories of how they win, what they do with their clients, their patients, their athletes. And like I always say, it's ultimately just an awesome opportunity for our audience to connect with like-minded individuals that share the same core values and mission that we do. That is uh, also the episode we have today, and we'll bring our guests on here in just a second but uh the final episode you'll get from us is going to be that quarterly episode that friday fire fact it's about 10 to 20 minutes of me just kind of brain dumping on you a little bit talking about something related to our field but maybe just not specifically about performance maybe it's more motivational or something that happened in my facility and uh, just something a lesson that you coaches can take and uh, and apply to your daily life and hopefully uh you know helps you win and improve in your career that is our episode breakdown. Um, we don't run ads on the show, so we do ask that you pay your dues and share the show. Uh, we pay for all this out of pocket. We do this for free. Uh, it does cost some money and some time, and we just ask that if you get value out of this, just to do us a solid, bring us a friend, share the show, help us spread this message. Um, that's what this is all about, is trying to help our communities and our country win, because that's what we desperately need. So uh, I think that's all the housekeeping that we got. Uh, I didn't miss anything, did I, Chris? I believe you got it all, John. I think we got it. All right. So without uh, further ado, we are uh, pleased to be joined back again with Mr. David Buer. Hey, David. What's Woo-hoo. up, man? Hey, How guys. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Great and to have And David you. is bringing a guest as well. So our other guest is former University of Georgia running back and current NFL free agent, Mr. Elijah Holyfield. What's Woo-hoo. up, bro? What's Great good? To have you, man. Great to have you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me as well. Absolutely, Absolutely. man. Absolutely appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, I'm pretty excited to uh, to hear about your story and uh, you know and, and kind of learn a little bit about what you've been doing with David you know, all these years, but, uh, yeah, man. So let's, uh, let's just start out real quick about, you know, um, you know, career wise. So, um, tell, uh, tell the audience just a little bit about you, you know, kind of where you're from, where you played ball and, and your story there. And then we'll get into the training stuff maybe a little later. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, um, born and raised, uh, been playing football since I was four years old. Uh, always been my first love played through high school, Got an opportunity to go to the University of Georgia, uh, played three years there, uh, was an SEC champion my sophomore year, um, lost in the SEC championship my junior year, um, was a national championship runner-up my sophomore year as well. Um, got an opportunity to go to the NFL after my junior year, uh, went undrafted and uh, 
got to play for the Panthers, the Eagles, and the Bengals. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's all been a great experience, and now I'm a free agent, you know, uh, looking to, you know, get another opportunity to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, there'll definitely be an opportunity there. Bengals actually had a good win last night, too. I know this recording will come out a little bit later, but, you know, we're recording this today after the Bengals-Jags played. But, uh, yeah, actually, my wife and I were kind of joking about that. Like, I thought it was just kind of funny. Like, I didn't really ever imagine myself watching Monday night f- football with the Bengals and Jags playing both with backup quarterbacks. But, hey, it turned out to be a hell of a game. <laughs> yeah, hell of a game, man. Uh, and actually, they got Jake Brown, and me and him are good friends, so it was good to see him get his opportunity and do yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, he God, he balled out. Where, where is he from again? He's from Washington. So he, he's from okay. Washington, uh, went undrafted, and had a, has, has had a very similar career to mine. Uh, hasn't really got his opportunity and stuff. And, uh, you know, a couple guys went down and he prepared and, and now look at him. Yeah, he stepped up, man. He had a really good game for sure. Um, so, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely opportunities out there. So how did you – because I heard about you through, uh, you know, through David. Um, Chris actually introduced me to David. But how did you and David connect? Where did y'all's relationship begin? So uh, me and David met after I was out of college, uh, right after I had got done with the combine, uh, didn't do as well as I wanted to do in the combine. So I was looking for things to kind of give me the extra step and get ready for my uh, pro day. So my agent, you know, had reached out to me and was like, I know a guy who kind of who does some training and uh, he, his results happen very fast and uh, didn't really give me much more than that. So he kind of brought me in one day and I got to meet David. We talked a little bit. And kind of jump right in. And it was kind of like one of those things where he was like, either you're going to stop after day one or you're going to love it. And uh, <laughs> I did it the first day. And uh, I've been locked in ever since. And uh, me and him have been a step ever since. Yeah. Cool. So what do you notice then? Okay, after working with David, first of all, what are some of the differences from, say, David's approach versus, say, you know, a, a – a collegiate strength room, uh, weight room approach, like or, or SC, just a traditional SEC program, yeah, I yeah, mean, or, yes. or even a pro, yeah, pro. Full, I mean, what's the difference? What do you notice as a professional athlete? What are the differences uh, between what this system brings to the table versus a more traditional approach? Well, I think the the, the main thing that that kind of caught me was, you know, well, when I came in, I thought to, of myself as a really hard worker, as like the hardest worker in the room. Always thought of myself like that. And then when I came in, I asked him, like, what, what is this what is this system going to help me do? What am I going to get out of it? And he looked at me. He said, you'll get out of it whatever you put into it. And, and when he said that, I kind of was like, I mean, OK. So when he made me do the first exercise and I stopped and I looked at his face thinking like, oh, I, that had to be long. And I looked at his face and it was just nothing. <laughs> it kind of made me like rethink like, oh, well, maybe I'm not as hard. Like maybe maybe I'm not pushing myself as, as much as I thought I was. And I think that's what's really connected me the most it's just in every other system there is a stopping point there is like a peak there is no more where you can go with this system it's kind of just you can go as much as you want to go however much you're willing to put mm-hmm. into it you can never you can get as, you can get that much out of it so it's never it's never a stopping point to it you can always keep going and that's something that intrigues me so uh, that's an interesting statement that you said most systems have a stopping point and so i want to take that and also what you said you know, you didn't perform as well as you'd hoped at the combine. And I'm all, and I'll also preface in saying like, this is by no means ever a knock on, you know, university of Georgia strength staff or anybody else. Like I, everybody in our industry uh-huh. is so, you know, it's a pissing contest and ego thing. And that's just not how we are. So like, I have great respect for all of them. 
Um, but, you know, like your combine numbers, okay? So, you know, you put up 26 reps on the bench. You got a 29-and-a-half-inch vertical. You have, what, a 9-10 broad jump, and I think you ran a 4-7. Um, so like, obviously those are phenomenal numbers. What, what were you expecting to, to put out? And then do you think like the system, like what you were doing prior, like it just, you stopped progressing. Does that make sense? Yes. I I would definitely say I didn't, I actually didn't train with them after for the combine. I trained with some, I've trained with someone else. So I think, I think just the whole approach to everything now it's so much more calculated. Um, I think I'm a more of a calculated person because of the workouts. I, I feel like I'm more of a detailed person because of the workouts. I feel like the person I was before, I wouldn't even, it, it would be so, I would be so much far advanced and, and so much more thoughtful about the things that I was doing just because of how much I've matured and how much I've progressed over those years. So I, I know it will be different now than it was then. But like you say, you can't go back in time. All you can do is, you know, do the best you can do now. Mm-hmm. So just to get, I, by the way, I want to give you one example and I, I can't remember Elijah, if this was on your, you know, your Instagram post or on David's, but you each doing five minute ISO extreme push up with each of you standing on each other's back. All right now, w- by the way, so we're talking about, am I correct on that, David? Did I, did I say that correctly? That is correct. Yes. A five yes, minute ISO extreme push up all the way down full, you know, by the way, if anybody has not lengthen, seen the nice know, extreme push up yeah, lengthen position, absolutely. Fully lengthened position, standing on, on well, each other's back. Well, see, seeking an even, even more lengthened, right? Continuously seeking an even more extreme, more vulnerable, weaker position. Right. And by the way, that's, that's going to be one of those things that we're going to have to get back into because by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, mm. you will notice that, uh, and, and this could be a frustration point for me and John. And that is we, it, it, there was a, there was an audio issue with part three with David and, uh, Anyway, no fault of our, uh, hopefully of our well, own. But, uh, fault, fault, fault of mine, clearly. Not, it's fault of mine. I take responsibility. I'm comfortable taking responsibility. But we will make up for it, gladly. We'll make yeah, up for it, yeah. But <laughs> the whole point is, though, it's like, it's like, but we want to get back into the, the meat and bones of that particular podcast, which is, I think, Elijah, you just used the word preparation. Or, or Dave, maybe it was you. Preparation. This whole, it's we're preparing you to, Fill in the blank. Play pro football. Yes. Be a dancer. Be a singer. Be a an entertainer of some other part. Be yes. be a business person. The the freedom to you know be able to display whatever you wish to display at whichever time you choose to display it at the highest level that you are prepared to recover from. That pretty much sums it up, and that can be applied towards any and everything, whether it's a, a the, the field of football, uh, basketball court, tennis court, a boardroom, a classroom, personal relationships, it doesn't matter. It applies in any scenario. And whichever way you choose to apply it, that's, that, that's what makes it this unique weapon that enhances your quality of life in every aspect that you allow it to. So Elijah, now back to you. Sorry, John. <laughs> no, you're ahead. good. You're good. Go ahead. No, but I mean, have you found that? I mean, what what David just mentioned. I mean, have you found just with in in the time training with him that I, I'm like you said, a totally different person now. I'm not. It's not just physical. You know, this game so, is beyond the purely physical. Well, and and back to uh, back to even the combine. 
I'll say I always had like this thing where I hated like combines from when I was a kid. I used to just like playing football because combine was too much thinking. It was I had to, I was like it's not football. I used to get nervous and all this stuff now. And the underwear I, Olympics. I, yes. And, <laughs> right. and 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 now it's like I, I I think it was because in football I didn't have to think and I could just go. And and ever since this training, I'm able to call on that same that same type of non-thinking doing anything now. So instead of like I could play football and, and that was the only time I could just be natural and just let it all go. Now doing this training has allowed me ability to call on it when I need to call on it. So I feel so much more prepared to do anything when I need to do it. You know, and and I can't wait till that even translates more into football. So I have it just it gives you so much more control. You know, when you want to, whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to. It does. It can be. It doesn't have to be once a week anymore. I can do it every single day. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you are prepared, literally, whenever. You know. All right. Yeah. Let's go. T- tomorrow if some if someone i feel so confident if someone called me tomorrow and asked me to go play in the next in the thursday night game with it with whatever team is playing i feel confident that i can go and take 30 carries right now you know and don't don't need anything else to do i can wake up to you know continue my training the rest of the week and on thursday if they call me go in that day and play all right gms hey (laughs) nfl gms come on guys it's uh you heard it (laughs) so all right, so as you get started working with David and get into the system, and obviously, guys, you know, if you haven't figured out and you haven't listened to the other episodes with David, clearly we all kind of do very similar things. Um, I encourage you to listen to those other episodes with David. We use a lot of the Evo J. Schroeder type of mentality with stuff. So, um, but as you enter into this new system, I can't help but just – know from experience that you know in football especially in the south especially like we it's just it's part of our culture almost right it's heavy squats heavy bench heavy cleans you know and so what was for you I guess two-part question what was one of the biggest hurdles for you to I guess either mentally or even physically I guess get over getting into the system and because I know you had to have struggled with, and or maybe maybe not, but you had to have struggled with. Well, man, shouldn't I be squatting super heavy? Because that's what I've always done, you know. Like, so what were some of those struggles on that first day? Um, the big one was like just thinking, like, well, what am I going to do when I have to do that again? Like, when I go with the team, I have to do their workout. So, am I going to be able to continue? To, are they going to think I'm weak because I haven't lifted in so long, or blah blah blah? So. After training with David, the whole uh, after after my first summer of training with David, uh, obviously the, when we first start, you still remember how to do the lift, so you don't fall off that much. But after my second year, which was COVID, I was in I was in Atlanta the whole time, so me and David trained the whole year. And then it was funny when I went back up to train with the team, I hadn't lifted weights at all. And when I started lifting, it it became easy, and they were and everybody was hitting on me like, "Oh, you must have been lifting the whole off season." And I was like, you know what? I actually haven't touched the weight the whole season. So it, it, it's crazy how much it translates without even trying. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. think that's, that's one of the knocks on it is that, oh, well, I don't lift, so surely I'm going to get weaker. And, yeah, if you if you kind of like you said, like David said earlier, you get out of it what you want to get out or what you're willing to get out of, what you are, what, you know, you are willing to sacrifice what – or you must be willing to sacrifice what you are – well, anyway, you guys know the sta- you know the right. statement here. But, but, but you know, the, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead, Dave. 
No, I mean, because we're, we're referencing the lifting part and, and it's just, we have a different mentality and view of what lifting should be and, and looks like and how it should be applied within a, a training program, right? It has to be executed in particular ways and there are particular protocols and methodologies associated with it. And, and as well as there's particular execution that goes against the norm of what the traditional explanations of how particular exercises are designed to be performed and 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 that creates that is a huge differentiator for how we do things versus how everyone else does things what we look to call upon during certain exercises when we do them when we perform a squat when we perform a bench press when we perform a bicep curl or a lateral raise it doesn't matter what it is the things that we are looking to call upon and display during the execution of those movements is completely different than what is 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 um, viewed um, as correct or the way is executed in a traditional sports performance uh, facility or or strength and conditioning weight room across the country, whether it's on a collegiate level, high school level, professional level. Um, it doesn't matter. There, there are different things. There are different traits that we are looking to call upon during those movements that no one else is and, and no one takes into account for. So I want to go back. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to harbor this till I get the answer. I want to <laughs> I've got a plan here. <laughs> One of the funny things about my facility is like it, athletes are warned of just the notorious first day. It's like, it's hell. John's going to absolutely crush your soul and you may not make it. <laughs> <What'd> you, <laughs> what, what did you do? Do you, do you remember your first day getting involved in this system? The, the thing is, I don't think like for the first year, I think I got my, my soul crushed every day, every day I went. <laughs> that sounds about it, right, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about right, bro. Yeah. I mean, I mean, till, till, um, until, until, until very recently, I think my, I, I, I say this all the time, my ACL, when I tore my ACL, the monotonous of the everyday five minutes for, for at least, I mean, <clears throat> maybe 200 days straight, every workout was the same one. And it was just that monotonous of finally like understanding it and like not being afraid of it, knowing it's coming tomorrow. Like not even I'm texting David, like, what do I have today? I already know it's going to send back, you know, just (laughs) that and and, and just breaking that mindset. And then like after that, it like gave me this whole like new understanding of like what I'm willing to go through every day. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. the five minutes is just the five minutes, like thinking of it, like not of not of like. Am I going to survive it of, of figuring out different ways to like to, to, to conquer it, to not be scared of it? It's, it's like well, a, well, that's it's a really way good I approached point. it changed. I mean, yeah. And how did you do that? Because I know there are a lot of athletes that struggle with that. They they struggle with the monotony. And of course, it just feeds into our culture of, you know, ADD, you know, always got to be changing. But like, how did you go through that barrier? I mean, I, I think about this a lot when I when I tore my ACL and, and talked to David that first day. He just asked me literally, what do you want to do? And, you know, I just looked at him and said, you know, I trust you and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to come back. And after making that statement, you know, every day when I thought about like, damn, I'm caught, like, damn, it's the same thing. But I was like, I just told this man straight to his face that I was willing to do whatever it takes. And I told him that I trust him. So if, if I believe what I said to him, then I have to do what he says. You know what I'm saying? He's not saying this just to make me do it. 
You know what I'm saying? It's obviously, it's a system and he believes in it and I believe in him. So at this point, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do it. You know, and once I made that decision with myself, it's kind of been no going back. Mm-hmm. Now, David, from the coach's side of stuff, you know, how did you approach, you know, a, a high-level SEC athlete, NFL athlete? How did you approach this with him? And what were some of the challenges maybe that you saw as a coach trying to teach this system with somebody who had come kind of from a quote-unquote old-school traditional type of background? <clears throat> You know, as you guys know about the system, the system doesn't discriminate about where you start from. Everyone starts from the same place. And, you know, in our previous podcast and in our our second episode, you know, uh, when you mentioned that a lot of people feel like there is no system. Well, well, there actually is a system and there's there's phases and a progression, a very strategic progression based on mastery of each phase and that unlocks the next level and the next level so it prepares you for that next level of stress that next level of uh uh, being able to absorb extreme high levels of force at high velocities at high volumes and each each phase each stage prepares you for the next so it's a it's a very strategic calculated system that is taking everything into account and into consideration. So when it came to Elijah, it didn't matter that he played SEC football or he was an accountant up the street or he was a a stay-at-home housewife. Bottom line is he was looking to unlock his genetic potential, right? And, And close the gap on that. And whether he's an SEC football player or, you know, uh, or a stay-at-home housewife, it, 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 it doesn't matter. The, the, the foundation, the fundamentals all stay the same. And that's how we approached it. He, he, didn't, get a, he didn't get a pass to a higher level or, you know, a, a blue belt instead of a white belt just because he played SEC football, just because he's a Vander Holyfield's son, just because he was an athlete his whole life with, you know, tremendous accolades and accomplishments we don't discriminate, right? Everyone starts at that same level and you progress at whichever level that you're willing to sacrifice for. And those, and and so many of those, those levels, and by the way, I'm referring to a lot of athletes who think they're great. Okay. Maybe they're, maybe they're not as good as they think they are. They're the ones I have found. This is my experience that they're the ones who are more like a guy. I need something different way too soon, you know, way too soon. Like they don't get anywhere near what they should out of base ISO extreme lunge or, or whatever. But what people don't understand, and I think this is something that Elijah has just recently started to grasp more and more, just because you've made five minutes in a particular exercise, doesn't necessarily mean that you've made five minutes in a particular exercise. Doesn't mean that you've optimized it for everything that you were supposed to get out of it. And it's a continuing growth process because through those five minutes, each time you're able to find a more extreme position, a more vulnerable position, you're able to discover more and more and more about yourself, about your capabilities, about how to activate and recruit muscle fibers and motor units, maintain calmness and 
the ability to lengthen and shorten muscle groups at the correct time and in the correct sequence without compensating and maintaining uh, relaxation and, and, and controlling your breathing and not being compromised. And I mean, all of these factors come into play. And right when you've made those five minutes for the first time, that's when the adventure has just begun, right? And, and now can you do it over and over and over again? Can you do it, you know, can you do it before a training, before, you know, hitting the field for whatever sport you're participating? Can you do it afterwards? Can you do it waking up at 3.30 in the morning being pulled out of bed and do it? Can you do it at any given time, no matter what exercises led up to those five minutes, no matter what exercises are following? Can you be consistent? Can you create this high level of proprioceptive awareness and coordination over this period of time that is necessary to be able to get exactly what it is that you're looking to get out of. And thus Elijah saying, I could train on Wednesday night and be ready to play in a football game Thursday. I mean, you Elijah know, and yeah, I I'm currently are training three, four times a day. Right. And, and a lot of those sessions incorporate the same exact exercises. Almost all of those sessions include a form of five minute eccentrics and isometric. So, I mean, he's accumulating over 20 minutes damn near in every position every single day. In addition to all the other things that we incorporate from altitude drops to rebounds to, you know, and beyond, right? EDI, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of have two or three questions, but. I want to go back to the you, you made a statement, Elijah, that I think I think people that have only truly gone through the system and maybe I'm wrong, but have only truly gone through the system for some type of athletic reason. Like I am clearly nowhere near the level athlete you were. I, I made Division Two basketball, and to say I played is a stretch, but I made it. But I went through the system, and I know what it did to my body. And I know the key thing that you said was the confidence. Like, it built something in me that nothing ever had. And I knew exactly my limitations. I knew what I could do in my limitations. And so it made me even a better, like a more strategic basketball player because I knew, look, this guy is faster than me. It's just fact. So I know I've got to take different angles to cut him off or whatever it is. I'm very intrigued with hearing you. And, and I think there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, they know how to do ISOs and drops and all this stuff because they've listened to podcasts or, you know, got different documents and stuff off the Internet. But until you've truly gone through it and experienced it at all levels, you, I don't think you can appreciate how it really does change you inside. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, genuinely, I mean, I've always been a confident person playing football, but I've never been as confident as, as I am in myself at this moment in time, you know, just feeling yeah. like you go, I go out with people and it's just like, Oh, if, if it came, it'd be bad. Like, that's all I could like think in my head. It'd be bad. If mm -hmm. it came, if it came down to me and you, it'd be bad. That's all the only thing yeah. I can think, mm -hmm. but it gives you like, it was so many, it was so many areas in my game where I was weak that I was scared to go that this gave me confidence to attack. Like uh, in college, I only wanted to run the ball inside. I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to, run out of the backfield. I didn't want to run routes. I was like, I wasn't good at it. So I didn't want to go attack it. You know, 
this training makes you want to attack everything. I want to be, it's like, why can't I be great at everything? Yes, I can. You know what I'm saying? It, it changes that mindset of like, I'm scared. Well, no, I want to go see how I can do it. And then it's like, then this becomes like a thing where it's like, I think I can be perfect at it. When I go out there days, I get, so, I want to be like, we throw 50 balls. I want to catch all 50 of them. If I catch 49 out of 50, the next, the whole week it bothers me. I'm like, I got to figure out, I got, I, cause I know mm-hmm. I can. The ability, just knowing that you can is so much more. It's just like what he said about the five minutes. Once you do the first time, well, it's like tomorrow, if you don't do it, then like, well, you did it yesterday. So what happened today? You know? So it's like the consistency of being able to do it today. And I think that's the big thing that David has taught me. It's like, it's not about doing it once or doing it this time and not being able to do it the the second time. It's about consistently being able to put that product out there every single time you perform. Yeah. I think a lot of times I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in your body language. And, and I don't, I don't know how many people could, could, could feel that and see it unless they've experienced and been through it. Like I hear you, like I can see it in your face. Like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking go now. Let's go. Like, (laughs) and that's something the system builds out of you. And it's just really cool. Absolutely. Well, I think I think our mentor Jay Schroeder. I mean, he he was uh, he was big on. He, he even used the word "we create Evo clones," <laughs> meaning if you are willing to sacrifice to the level that you wish to succeed, that's exactly what you can expect to get out of it every single time. And I think that's really what David's been telling us, you know, over these these past several. Uh, interviews. It's like you can expect to get out of this exactly what you put into it, and you if if you ex- you know if this is what you want, I want to be that that I want to play in the NFL. I want to be able to do those things that I feel afraid to do. You know, I was afraid to do last year. You know, I, I want to be able to run outside. I want to be able to you know catch passes out of the backfield, or you know maybe for that person who, who has a hard time picking up the blitz or whatever. You know, I don't want to be afraid of that. I want to be able to attack that. And so that's that's interesting, though, that you're, I, you know, that's not something I would have ever, having watched you play, I never would have dreamed that you would have been afraid of those things. But that is interesting now, you know, the, just the overall confidence you say that that's given you. Because, you know, you know that's, that's you know, the, like I said, those of us you know, who are sitting there watching those games on the couch, like, oh, please, you know, he could go catch a pass. But that's fascinating, you know, that you say, oh, that's not what I really want to do. I, I don't want to have that as part of my game. But now you want to move on to that next level. You can't be afraid of that anymore. Absolutely. And, and and what just- Elijah has shown – I'm sorry, to, but Elijah has shown that in, in every team that he's been with through their preseason, leading the team in, in yards per carry and rushing and receiving out of the backfield and, and, and just showing it on a consistent basis for those teams – but, you know, through the training, we've created the capacity for Elijah to go out there and put forth the work that is necessary to achieve those things because he now has the capacity and capability of recovering from what he wishes to display and from the work that he's willing to put forth and put in in order to achieve what he's looking to achieve. It- People are going to ask about the recovery component to this, especially if they've listened to some of the other episodes, you know, David, where you've always you've brought that element up. I, I want to hear kind of both your sides on it. You know, Elijah, how you feel, um, you know, how you feel the system helps in your recovery and ability to just immediately perform. David, I want to hear you expand on that a little bit more because um, I think everybody still thinks just output, 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 output. 
but we got to have recovery and the body's got to be able to you know be prepared for the stimulus and recoup from it before the next well one, we were so. just we were just elijah and i were actually just discussing it this morning after leaving our training session uh, about how quickly you're able to recover from what it is you just displayed no matter how stressful no matter how scary no matter how high impact no matter how neurologically taxing it is and that's that's the beauty of it and it's a progressive process right it's it takes time but the objective is to have regenerative type of recovery to where you're recovering the objective is to be able to recover at the same rate at, at which you display and perform. And when when I say that, people think it's absolutely ludicrous and crazy and, and unimaginable. But that's exactly what we're pursuing. And that's what we're working towards with the work that we're putting forth. That's because right? people associate recovery with rest or cryotherapy or Normatec or whatever. Exactly. Right. They, they separate the two. Right. Whereas we're preparing to be able to recover from the stimulus and the stress that we're exposed to while they are exposing themselves to a stimulus and stress that they are not prepared to recover from then have to separately try to figure out how to recover from what it is that they expose themselves to that in the first hand they had no business executing and performing because they were not prepared to get and receive what they were supposed to get out of it in the first place so it's just a bunch of people doing a bunch of bullshit during the training after the training before the training and making themselves feel good by you know you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean because i and i think even the word recovery in this system is actually misused because you we're think we're looking at a higher yeah we're looking to create a higher level of efficiency, neuromuscular efficiency, so that our body, if our body responds, performs, and executes our movements the way it's intended to perform and execute throughout the course of the day, no matter what the activity is, then we will be able to instantaneously recover from whatever it is we wish to display. If if our if our bicep is functioning correctly in sequence with our tricep and it's lengthening and shortening in the correct sequence at the right time, right? It it it, it, it creates an instantaneous efficiency and ability to not be negatively impacted by the forces and stress that you are exposed to. That's what I was hoping you would get into and say right there. Right. The, because yeah. here's the thing, you know, when, when you, and, and Elijah and I, you know, talk about it quite a bit, right? Because in a lot of cases, people are using the same muscles that they're utilizing to, to lift the, 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 you know, concentrically execute the exercise as they are to eccentrically uh, execute the movement. And what they don't realize is particular muscles are designed to lengthen in a particular movement and they're designed to shorten in a particular movement and their responsibilities change. You know, the, the quadricep extends the leg, right? Extends the knee, the hamstring, you know, curls it, right? It, so it, it, it contracts it. So it's in order for you to optimize your performance, your ability to recover, your ability to execute at a higher level, the function of what the job of these particular 
muscle fibers and motor units are intended to do has to be optimized and reprogrammed to function correctly. Otherwise, you're, all you're doing through practice and through conditioning is perfecting imperfections and getting better right at compensation patterns that are not only going to lead to detrimental performance, but are going to eventually lead to a higher level of risk of injury and long term, potentially to degenerative issues and, and, and um, dealing with all kinds of physiological disorders and, and, and neurological disorders long term right? From uh, osteoarthritis to dementia to Alzheimer's. Listen, the things that we do now today have a direct correlation with how we're going to feel in five weeks, in five years, in, in 50 years. And people don't understand that. They think a rep is just a rep. They think an exercise is just an exercise. They think whatever it is, is just whatever it is. And there's so much more to it. So now, Elijah, how... How do you blend this system with, say, some of your skill work? Um, so I just dedicate two of those days to the field, and I just go out there and do my field work. It's like a t- he David describes it as a test drive. We just take the car on the test drive. You know, you know, from whether we're closer to the season, we need to spend more days on the field, or whether we're further away and we can spend a certain amount of time on the field. But it changes and varies from where, what I'm doing and you know what time of the year it is. But as far as the field goes, I do the same stuff. Whatever I need to do, we just try to do it more efficiently, better. And uh, whatever I need to work on, I go out there and, and work on specifically that and go out there with the – he talks about feeling. And the same way I feel when I'm doing the exercises is the same way I should feel when I'm doing – when I'm cutting right. With that, that feeling of when I'm hitting it right and I'm making the right cuts, it feels the exact same, like nothing. Like it's, I'm, able to, I'm able to tell progressively – like how he talks about using the right muscles and calling upon the right muscles at the right time. I'm able to go out on the field and perform so much longer than I would have without being tired. Like, damn, I just did all that. And I'm like, damn, I feel like I can go again. Really? The only reason I'm stopping is because like he's telling me to stop, you know, I could go all day. So it's kind of like that feeling and you start to feel it more and more and more, the more you kind of fall into it. And then when I started thinking, I went from like, damn, I train before I work out. I'm worried about it to like, damn, I need to train. I want to train again after I get done working out because I know I know what it's going to bring. It's it's interesting how the, how your mindset changes about everything. I used to think, oh damn, I'm so sore from the the ISOs. Like I'm not gonna be able to run fast on the field, and and it, it's amazing how we'll go. Like you said, we'll train before and then we'll train after. You know, and he'll ask me, how'd you feel on the field? And I'm like you know, today I felt better than I did than I did yesterday. I don't know. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's interesting. But you know, it's again, preparing to be able to recover, right? And if you if you just listen to what's out there in society, you know, through daily conversations that you may be surrounded by or interact with or hear in passing, how often during the course of the day do you hear someone around you say, oh man, I'm so tired, I'm exhausted, or I'm drained, or this hurts, or that bothers me, or this. The objective is so that you never feel those things. So that and and what happens with the system is the more that you dive into it and the deeper you get into it, the more unrelatable you become. You you can no longer relate with traditional society standards and norms because we're trying to set new standards, create new norms, 
create new there are no limits right there it's it's progressive it's it's there is no we just want to hold on to our gains or or maintain fuck maintain <laughs> there is no room for maintaining right. yes. and and if you're if that's what your objective is with your athlete during the course of a season it's 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 you're doing them a disservice and and you're basically saying that in september you're hoping that by january right they're just as good as they were in september or hanging on to whatever they could from september to january and that's absurd why are they not stronger in january why are they not more efficient why are they not quicker why are they not absorbing force and creating force better why are they not faster why are they not recovering faster why are they not sleeping better why are they not all of these things than they were in september because it's january mm -hmm. if they're not then you're wasting their time you're wasting your time and you know, you should be a barista at Starbucks. Babe, you made a super <laughs> profound statement with that. I, I love the fact that you say, you know, you, you separate yourself from society, you know, or you enter this no man's land where you just can't relate, right? And I, I'm just glad to hear you say that because I know, Elijah, I see you shaking your head. I, I know I, I know you know what that is, you know, and and I've seen it. I've been through it. You know, and I, and I think that's a really good sign. That means you're progressing and growing when you enter no man's land. I mean, Elijah and I have had this conversation numerous times, right? I mean, around his circle and other athletes, you know, pro and college. I mean, if you want to elaborate on that, Elijah. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear a couple yeah, of I mean, uh, it, stories it, like it, that. I mean, it, it's, it is just very interesting just hearing people like, uh, like, hey, let's go work out together. You know, it's like, well, what are you doing? You know, say, so what are you doing in your workout? I'm like, well, we're just going to hit the weight room and, and maybe squat, maybe do this, maybe do that. And it's just like, it, what, what, do you not have a, do are you, do you have a plan of what you do? Are you doing something tomorrow? Do you know this? It's just, it's just doing stuff to do stuff a lot of the times. And that's one of the things I can never get with. Like, why are we doing it? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and like he said about the, about the limits that you said, I could never get with like, okay, well, after I squat 700 pounds, what can I squat 800? Like, no, they're like, no, you can't go no higher. So I'm like, so what do I do? Do I continue to, how can I continue to build? How can I get stronger? How can I get faster? And are you telling me I've reached my limit and there's nothing I can do about it? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, this system has given me, you know, the ability to, to see progress, to see like that cut felt different this time. Oh, I felt faster that time. I'm covering way more ground this time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was so much easier. You know what I'm saying? Like I got off the ground so much easier. I didn't even have to think about that that time. You know, it's just, it's just, you see the progression. And when you're that in tune, a lot of the times other people just don't understand what you're even thinking about or talking about, or why are you even paying attention to that? You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it becomes sometimes like, you don't want to have to constantly explain yourself to somebody else. So you're just like, I got to be with a person who understands, you know, or who understands why I'm going through this every day, you know, who understands the pain, the, the, the mental fortitude that you have to have to do all this. It's, it's, or to understand what you can't do the night before to go, because I know what I have to do tomorrow. You make it get through your workout. I won't make it through my workout if I do what mm -hmm. you do tonight. So it's a, and it's a different, and it's a standard that you uphold. If I don't do this, I have a standard that I uphold to myself. Then what, what am I really doing? You know what I'm saying? What was the point of me showing up? You know what I'm saying? So if you're not going to show mm -hmm. up and do it all the way correct, don't show up at all. So that type of mindset, a lot of people I've come to realize don't have it, no matter what level of athlete they are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, Elijah, so, Dave, uh, Elijah ahead, how, 
in in college you weighed what how, how much did you weigh when you played i weighed i weighed 215 in college it's interesting i saw my college i saw my college running back coach today um i walked in the building and he immediately said gosh you're bigger than you were in college and if everybody says that they're like you must be lifting all the weights in the world and i constantly tell people me and david never touch we rarely touch a weight so it's, it's interesting you brought that up yeah all well right. so and, and he's here's here's a guy that he's bigger than he was in college, right? He's he's in the mid two thirties, pushing two forty, been clocked at over twenty two miles per hour. And to put things in perspective, Tyreek Hill is the the fastest player recorded on the field this year, and he was clocked in the high twenty ones, right? So Elijah's at you know thirty forty pounds heavier than Tariq, you know, running at comparable you know miles per hour. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Elijah, I, I want to ask you this, and uh, you know we're, we are on a little bit of a time crunch. Um, I apologize to our audience, but today is just kind of one of those unique days. So I want to wrap it up here. Um, hopefully, we can uh, we can get you back on, dig a little bit deeper. But if you can, if you can give some of these athletes, regardless of what part of their journey that they're on, maybe they're where you are, maybe they're in college, maybe they're in high school trying to get to college, and maybe they're experiencing this system and some of the challenges that you have come you know come against in this system or in your journey what's a piece of advice you would give these kids um i would say every day set a standard for yourself um and don't break it don't negotiate with yourself set a goal and and don't look up until you touch it um you know i have goals in my life and me and david have talked about them and we said fine let's do them and once you commit to it there's no turning back you know uh be willing to go through what you like Think about it in a perspective. Like if this is all, like it's five minutes. If you think about it logically, it's just it's just that time. If that's all you have to go through to get to what you really want to go through, is it like do you really how bad do you really want it? If you're not willing to go through that, and you have to be honest with yourself, and and then once you're honest with yourself, it makes it a lot easier. Once you're not negotiating, going back and forth, it makes it so much easier when you have a clear, direct path that you're trying to get to. You have a clear, direct goal, and that's what I would say to any kid. Pick out what you want, and 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 if it if if it's distracting you or taking you away from that, let it go. Because what's important to you is if it's you, it's your life, man, and, and you got to grab control of it and do exactly what you want to do. No more like you can't blame it on anybody else. It's you. It's you. You have to be. It's nobody else. And that would be my biggest advice to any kid, any any grown person. It's you versus you, and this in this system helps you to to conquer yourself, to conquer yourself, to understand that you can do whatever you want to do. I love it, man. Amen. I love Amen. it. That's awesome. Well, Elijah, man, it's been awesome to meet you. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to join us and everything you shared. David, it's always a pleasure, my man. Um, guys, I really both. do hope we can do this again. And, um, you know, selfishly as a Giants lifelong fan, I would love to see you in Giants blue one day. That'd be great, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that'd be awesome thank you. yeah well, thank hey, man, you guys I, very again, much appreciate it all right guys that's uh that's gonna be the show today um share it bring us a friend and uh appreciate you guys love you guys we'll talk to you soon